Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio Show. My guest for this morning is Amy Newmark, the publisher and editor-in-chief for Chicken Soup for the Soul. Amy and I will officially kick off the holiday season by having a conversation about their latest release, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Christmas is in the Air. 101 stories about the most wonderful time of the year. Good morning, Amy. Happy Tuesday and welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you doing this morning? I'm great. Good morning to you and all of our listeners, too. Wonderful. This is very exciting. It is a pleasure to have you all, to have you on the air with me this morning. Chicken Soup for the Soul Christmas is in the Air is a very entertaining read. Congratulations on this release and helping us get into the holiday zone, I might add. <laughs> I think we need that this year, right? We have to find our ways to make Christmas special, even if it's not like our normal Christmases. (laughs) It's true. It's true. And with the cold weather coming in and so forth, I'm here in Dallas, and we're about like 60 degrees out there, actually dropping to about 55 later on this afternoon. So it's just fantastic. It feels great. Well, it does, and we're all inside, and hopefully only with the people in our household, so we're nice and safe. And we're all looking at Christmas being smaller this year and mm-hmm. different and a lot of use of technology. And yet, as I put together these stories, which we put together you know, during the pandemic, yeah. Yeah. I still felt that Christmas spirit seeping in. And I, I think if you need to jumpstart your Christmas spirit, reading some of these stories is a good way to do it because Mm -hmm. it reminds you about all of the things we love about Christmas and all of the things that we can still have this year. And then even more of those things we'll have again next year, I'm sure. I agree. I think one of the most important things is that we can't think about yesterday or too much about tomorrow, but just be in the present moment. Yeah. And I think that with vaccines out there and, uh, you know, government officials mm-hmm. being appointed who are going to work really hard on the pandemic. There's a lot of good stuff going. I think we're all starting to see the light at mm-hmm. the end of the tunnel. And so mm-hmm. I think no matter what we're going through right now, we're seeing that things can definitely change for the better in the next few months. So true. So true. So how is Chicken Soup planning to celebrate the holiday season? Well, we have a bunch of new books and we did adjust for the pandemic, you know, so we Mm -hmm. put out books that we thought made sense this year. And so Mm -hmm. with all the kids at home and bored and not seeing their friends and being very stressed (laughs) out, because if you talk to anybody who works with families or kids, they'll tell you the kids are really stressed out. So we actually Mm -hmm. put out two new really fun books, um, Think Positive for Preteens, I yes. think positive for teens, and you can find those at Target or Walmart or, you know, online. Mm-hmm. And then here's a real surprise to me because it's doing so well. We we just put out a book called Age is Just a Number. Mm-hmm. We put mm-hmm. it out on Election Day, which was a good day to put it out when you had <laughs> two people in their 70s, you know, running for president. There you uh, go. This book is doing so well. It's, it's being sold at Walmart and other places, and 
it's flying off the shelves. And I think that's terrific. It's a really empowering yeah. dynamic book about aging. And of course you and I already talked about it. So yeah. that's what we're doing for Christmas in addition to our normal, you know, annual mm-hmm. Christmas book. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it's fun. Fantastic. Was it a challenging book to put together this Christmas book, especially, you know, during this time and this particular year, the pandemic year? You know, people still want to talk about Christmas. And we had some stories where people talked about Mm -hmm. how it would be different this year. Mm -hmm. But but people made some really good points. There was one story where the woman said that back in March, when the shutdown first started in the New York metropolitan area where Mm -hmm. she lived, her kids said to her, it feels like Christmas. And, you know, and it reminded her back in March and April when they went home and they were playing board games and yeah. hanging out with the kids all the time. It reminded her of the joy of Christmas. And she thought it was so cool that the kids compared right. the shutdown to feeling like Christmas. And it reminded her that that's one of the things that families love so much about mm-hmm. Christmas. And even if you're home just with, you know, your nuclear family. Mm-hmm it's really fun to be together. And so I thought that was a great reminder of what's most important about Christmas, which is just hanging out together. That's true. That's true. It's the spirit within and your immediate family in this case, or whoever that may be. And so it's fun. I mean, I have to tell you this though, the beautiful book cover design says it all in a way. It's just so warm and inviting. So please tell us about the beautiful book design. Well, we try to get a beautiful picture every year to put on the cover. And this is a great one. It just makes me smile to look at it. (laughs) I know that what happens every year, we totally, you know, hit it out Mm -hmm. of the park on our Christmas covers. This one has a gorgeous guy with sparkly stars in it and Santa and his sleigh being pulled by reindeer flying. And then below is like this cool kind of Victorian village with snow and, and, people making a snowman and pulling a sled. And, and then we have that fabulous uh, logo from Toys for Tots, the little red train, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. royalties from this book benefit Toys for Tots. And so it's just the happiest looking cover. I just love this cover. And we put artwork on the back of it also. And then we put artwork inside it too. And mm-hmm. so it's just, it's just really fun and it just makes you feel good. And I know every year people say to us, Oh, I bought the book. And when I wasn't reading it, I had it propped up as one of my Christmas decorations. (laughs) Well, it's beautiful. I can tell you that right now. And it's one of those things that if somebody sees it, they definitely want to pick it up. Yeah, it's doing really well. Um, And the stories are so good. And we actually had, so many great stories that we couldn't mm-hmm. even fit them all in this book. So we already have, we're already a third finished <laughs> with making our Christmas book for 2021 because there were so many great stories. Right, that we just right. put 35 or 40 of them and moved them right. to next year's Christmas book. Right. Very, very interesting. Tell us about your book being Santa safe. Okay, so this is a policy that I put in Mm -hmm. place when I became publisher in 2008. So every Mm -hmm. book we've put out about Christmas since then is what I call Santa Safe, meaning that the book keeps the magic alive, even for the most precocious young readers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And I've just said that in a coded way so that no matter who is listening, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> That's good. I mean, you know, a lot of times people don't really care about stuff like that, but I do and in a way, you know, because I think young minds uh, are important. And I think when you have books like this, it makes a big difference, I think. And then it well, just promotes the other- uh, reading as well, you know? That's true. So kids can read this book without mm-hmm. any fear on the part of parents. And mm-hmm. it is all about keeping the magic alive for kids. And that's why I think this is our fourth book that is supporting the Marine Foundation's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Toys for Tots program, which is particularly important this year because so many families are being hurt financially. And right. Um, it's going to make it a little harder for the kids to get all of the gifts that the families would like them to have. And therefore, Toys for Tots in helps to fill that gap for families. Mm-hmm. And we have stories in this book from people who actually received gifts in the past mm-hmm. through the Toys for Tots program and talk about how it helped them. Uh, because there's just some years when people need a little help to right. make Christmas magical. And so, We love supporting Toys for Tots. We actually just did a big video piece about them also on our subsidiary, Mm -hmm. aplus.com. And if you go there, you'll see this really cool, like, mini documentary about Toys for Tots. You'll see the Marines unloading gifts from the backs of trucks. You'll see something that I didn't know, that Walt Disney designed the Toys for Tots logo. Hmm. Something like 50 years ago and this wow. cute little red train that says Toys for Tots on it that's mm-hmm. on the cover of our book was designed by Walt Disney. I never knew that before I watched this little um, yeah. documentary on our um, company. It's, it's aplus.com. And if you go there, mm-hmm. you'll see this this whole, like mini, I call it a mini documentary about Toys for Tots. <laughs> really interesting. That's wonderful. I don't, I've never realize that either and i think a lot of people don't i mean we just take it for granted it's there and sometimes it's wonderful to get a little backstory in history on something important like this. yeah and i mean i think it's you know most logos don't last 50 years or more but of course this one was designed by walt disney so it's a keeper (laughs) so so i thought that was really cool and you know it's part of our whole program of earmarking certain books Mm -hmm. during Mm -hmm. each year to share the royalties with good organizations. So Mm -hmm. um, this year, not only are we supporting Toys for Tots, but our uh, our books called The Magic of Cats and The Magic Mm -hmm. of Dogs, which are out now, royalties from those books go and support American Humane, which is the oldest American welfare organization in the United Mm -hmm. States. Um, and they do amazing work uh, helping to support shelters, helping mm-hmm. to provide food and medical care and shelter for pets that are displaced during hurricanes and wildfires and earthquakes and you know all the other things that right. can go wrong out there. And so we're really happy about that. And then also those those books I mentioned to you, Think Positive for Preteens and Think Positive right. for Teens, those support an organization that helps kids who need a temporary place to stay while their families are in some kind of upheaval. It's called Kids Mm -hmm. in Crisis. So we're supporting them. And then we even use our Mother's Day book from this year to support 
four different charities that help mothers and families. And we actually had the writers of the stories in that book vote for four charities that they wanted to support. So we've had a really good year finding ways to use our books to generate royalties to give to some mm-hmm. of these really wonderful nonprofits that are out there. Fantastic. That's beautiful. And it's the right time of the year to be really thinking about it and plan for next year. So that's really, really beautiful. Please share with us the various chapters covered in Christmas is in the Air. Well, I started with a chapter called Feeling That Christmas Spirit, because I thought this is a really good place Mm -hmm. to start, right? Because Christmas may be in the air, but you got to feel it. And then chapter two is called Tales of the Tree. And I think some people might be doing a smaller tree or unconventional tree this year. And so we even have stories in here about, you know, somebody decorating um, an avocado tree instead of bringing in <laughs> a fir tree, you know? Right, um, right. So, so, you know, we talk about how you could do things differently. And then chapter three is called the joy of giving, because that's what we really do love about presents, right? It's giving them, mm-hmm. not receiving them. Chapter four is called through the eyes of a child and has some really cute stories about kids and them talking about where does Santa live and stuff like that. Chapter five is about gratitude and grace and counting your blessings and great stories about kids who are so naturally generous. They're not greedy at all. They want to give, you know, kids volunteering Mm -hmm. to give all their gifts to other kids. Chapter six is called homemade holidays. And it's about how people do so appreciate those homemade Mm -hmm. gifts, a great reminder. And then chapter seven is called holiday hijinks. Just some really fun stories about families (laughs) pranking each other and, the fun things that people can do um, during the holidays. Chapter eight is called the perfect gift. And, you know, again, talks about how homemade is great, how it's a thought that counts. Mm-hmm. Chapter nine is called it takes a village. And it's about all those acts of kindness and neighbors helping neighbors decorate and stuff like that. And then chapter 10 is called treasured traditions. Cause that's such a big part, right? We all have these, traditions Mm -hmm. of what the decorations we use, the things that we do, and they mean so much to us. And it's fun to read about other families' treasured traditions. So that's it. Mm -hmm. We really cover everything. And we, and it's not just Christmas. We have stories in here about Hanukkah, New Mm -hmm. Year's Eve, um, Thanksgiving. So Mm -hmm. we really cover the whole holiday season. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I know it triggers sort of introspection looking back and the various experiences I have with Christmas. What was the most rewarding experience in selecting the final 101 stories for you? I think for me, it was knowing that it was showing people how there are lots of different options and there are lots of different ways to bring joy into your Mm -hmm. life during the holidays. And I think that's really important this year. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know my husband and I are going to be alone, just the two of us, mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And we may just decorate the hibiscus tree that we bring in every <laughs> year and put in our kitchen. I don't know if I'm uh-huh. going to put up a tree. I don't know. It's a lot of work, and yeah, it's not in the room. Like, where the tree goes is where we sit with a large, large number of people. It's not where we would sit, just the two of us. So 
Right. The idea is that you can do things differently this year. You can mm-hmm. have a Zoom Christmas. You know, you can send right. all your kids the same gift and tell everybody to open them at the same time over Zoom. There's right. so many options. And so I think what I liked about this was that I could show people all the different ways that you could still have joyful holidays and share them with your families. So true. That's very, very true. And the flip side also, think about it this way. When was the last time you had a nice, cozy little Christmas with you and your husband? Yeah, it happens occasionally <laughs> just because the kids have in-laws. And, you know, there's all these different yeah. places they have to go. But, but you're yeah. right. I mean, you can look at it and say, okay, well, that was different and that was good right. also. I mean, it's just one Christmas. Mm-hmm. So that's what mm-hmm. we have to get into our heads. It's just one Christmas. And <laughs> I'm sure by Christmas 2021, we'll be back to normal. There you go. That's true. By the way, you're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, Mixcloud, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hop Hopper. I'm Johnny Tan, your host, and my guest for this morning is Amy Newmark, the publisher and editor-in-chief for Chicken Soup for the Soul. We're having a conversation about their latest release, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Christmas is in the Air, 101 stories about the most wonderful time of the year to officially kick off this holiday season. Well, Amy, let's start getting into the book, and let's start with Chapter 1, the feeling that Christmas spirit, and I love this story, Priceless by Lucy Rodriguez. So Lucy was going through a tough time, and this is a great story about the natural generosity Mm -hmm. of children because she had three kids. Um, They were ages 11, 7, and 5, and they had managed to decorate their artificial tree with some handmade ornaments, but Lucy didn't have the money to buy gifts to put under the tree. So the tree was up, but the kids, were visiting their friends and looking in their neighbors' windows and seeing that other people had trees with gifts under them. And they were starting to get concerned and talk to her about it, but they weren't concerned for themselves. Mm -hmm. They were concerned for their siblings. And so one evening, Lucy's seven-year-old daughter came home from playing at her friend's house and went into her room and wrapped up a bunch of things that were hers that she thought her brothers would like. And then she stuck them under the tree. And then her little brother saw the gifts under the tree. And without knowing that his sister had put them there, he went to his room and took some of his favorite possessions and wrapped them up and put them under the tree for his sister and brother. And so it was just so heartwarming to see the kids looking out for each other. And then Mm -hmm. Lucy Mm -hmm. managed to find a little bit of money and get some gifts herself. But she said the gifts that really mattered were the gifts that her kids put under the tree, you know, their most special possessions that they gave to their siblings. Right. It's a gift from the heart. In the end, that's it. That's what it's all about. And it's great to see that kids do understand the joy of giving. I mean, mm. most people really are more into the giving than the receiving. And so it's good to remind us ourselves of right. that. And that also right. makes us understand that the kids will be fine if there's less under the tree this year. So true. Very, very true. Chapter two, Tales of the Tree. And the story is Ashley's Tree by Rose Howie. 
So I love this. Rose is an EMT, and so she's often out at night, you know, after calls. She was driving (laughs) home one night, and she saw in her headlights this, like, glitter of um, tinsel and ornaments on a tree outdoors by the side of a county road. And it was just Mm -hmm. this scrubby little juniper bush, and she couldn't imagine who had decorated it. And But she loved seeing it, you know, and she drove by it all of December and it was always there. And then at the end of the Christmas holidays, the decorations disappeared off the tree. And then mm-hmm. the following year, the decorations were back. And every year that tree was decorated. And then Rose learned that it was done by this girl who was in middle school who lived, you know, in her rural area also. And so that little girl decorated that tree every year. And when she graduated from high school and went off to college, Rose thought, well, she's not going to keep decorating the tree. (laughs) Sure enough, this girl, Ashley, kept decorating that tree even after she went to college, got married. She still kept coming home and decorating that tree until the county road department cut down Mm -hmm. the tree. Oh. (laughs) And Rose was so upset it was gone. But then at that Thanksgiving, what did Rose see? But another tree along the road decorated Mm. with tinsel and ornaments again. Ashley had adopted a new tree and continues Mm -hmm. the tradition. So I thought, that is such a great idea. And I actually have extra Christmas ornaments in my house. And I was thinking Mm -hmm. of putting them out, you know, just like at the end of my driveway or or like I'm on a cul-de-sac, so there's a circle. But I thought maybe I should just put some out so other people can see them as well. Because yeah. they aren't really doing any good just sitting in my house, these extra ornaments. Right, right. Well, that's part of the sh- sharing spirit. That's the way I look at it. And these are the little things, you know, it's very subtle, but the energy, it's profound. It is. And that sharing is something we see throughout this book. Like there's a story in um, Chapter 3. Chapter 3 is mm-hmm. called The Joy of Giving. But mm-hmm. there's this story in it called The Tree Angels by Jenna Glatzer, and it's exactly what you're talking about. So Jenna Mm -hmm. was um, another single mom. We have a lot of stories from single moms. And she was looking forward to Christmas with her five-year-old because finally Jenna had enough money to buy gifts for her Mm -hmm. five-year-old. And so she was really happy about that. And she even had enough to go and take one of those tags off one of those angel trees that you see at stores where they, they're like mm-hmm. for kids who need presents bought for them. So you grab a tag and then you buy something for the kid in the store and you leave it with the store manager. Um, so Jenna and her daughter picked one of the children's tags. They bought gifts for that child and they had a great time. They bought a stocking, filled the stocking with gifts, uh, took it to the manager of the store and he said, oh, you're the first ones to drop off a gift mm-hmm. and that nobody's removing the tags from this tree. And the tree had already <laughs> been up for two weeks as Jenna and her daughter mm-hmm. were really getting concerned. So they chose another child, filled another stocking, dropped that off. Still, nobody was taking the tags off the tree. So they did it a third time. And then Jenna said to her daughter, that's it. I cannot afford to do more than three. But when they were a week away from Christmas, they saw that still so many tags on the tree that hadn't been Mm -hmm. picked. And so Jenna went on Facebook and let all of her Facebook friends know about this. And her Facebook friends were driving from all over their area. Some of them drove Mm. an hour 
to go to this tree and they took every single tag off the tree and they bought gifts. So every single kid on that tree ended up getting the tag removed and, you know, their wishes fulfilled. It's a beautiful story. And that's what it takes, though. You cannot stand by the sideline. Take action. Because your courage to well, act ask, creates a ripple effect. Yeah, if you ask people, they'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, of course. I just didn't know. Of course I'll help out. Mm-hmm. People are very mm-hmm. willing to help. You You don't have to be afraid to ask them. They just needed to know about it. They just didn't know. And if they knew, they would help. And that's so right. that, that pervades these, the pages of this book also, that if you need the help, ask for it. Or if you feel like offering help, go with that impulse and do it. Because... Mm-hmm. It really is needed, especially now. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. Chapter three, like you mentioned, the joy of giving. My favorite story in that is Paying It Forward by Lisa Bell. Tell us about that, please. So this is another, this is another mom who had some extra help in the past at Christmas time where her shirt came together and brought her gifts for her four four daughters. And then Mm -hmm. when Lisa was finally in a position where she didn't need that help anymore, she wanted to help another family. And um, in one year she discovered at work that there was a single mom with two little girls who had said to her kids, you have a choice between new bedding because they had just moved or Christmas gifts this year. And the kids said, we'll take, you know, new sheets, blankets, et cetera, for our beds. So there would be nothing under their tree. So Lisa and her family in this first year where they were really prosperous enough to go shopping and have a lot of fun at the mall. She told her kids this when they were having dinner at the mall before starting their shopping. And the kids said, we don't need any more gifts. Let's just go and buy gifts for that family. They had the best time, the four girls Mm -hmm. and their mom. Mm-hmm. buying gifts for these other two girls who they didn't even know. And so they snuck the gifts onto the you know desk of the mom at work. And interestingly, several years later, Lisa and that mom had, were at different jobs now, but they ran into mm-hmm. each other. And the mom said that she knew it was Lisa's family that had done it for her years <laughs> earlier. And that yeah. now her circumstances had turned around and she and her kids had been able to pay it forward as well. So the cycle of giving just continued. Right, right. So true. Well, what I like about that story is the fact that there's so much joy in the giving side of the equation. And it's interesting that, you know, of course, when we receive something, it's joyful, but you don't realize how joyful do you feel by just giving with anything, with nothing attached to it. Just give from the heart. Right. With, with it being anonymous, it's still mm-hmm. fabulous. And there are a lot of anonymous gift stories in this book, like mm-hmm. um, chapter four, mm-hmm. Through the Eyes of a Child. Um, you told me you really liked the story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. called A Guilty Christmas by Alicia Isaacson. So mm-hmm. she was another recipient of an anonymous gift. She and her husband were having financial problems. And so she could make some, she could bake and she could make some homemade holiday crafts <laughs> and they could decorate, but they didn't really have very many gifts to give their kids. And then on Christmas Eve, they had just read the kids you know, that classic, "'Twas the night before Christmas,' and they'd put the mm-hmm. kids to bed. 
And then they heard a knock on the front door. And they opened the front door, and it was starting to snow, so it was really pretty. But there was nobody there. Except then they looked out, and they saw leaning against their car in the driveway two sleds. Mm -hmm. And they were like child-sized sleds. So Alicia and her husband were already in their pajamas, but her husband took her hand and they went outside and they got those sleds and they started sliding down the hill in back of their house. And they were having the best (laughs) time on these little sleds that had been left for their children. And then their kids heard them and their kids got out of bed and popped their heads out the front door. So then the kids Mm -hmm. rushed and put on their snow clothes that came out. And they all went sledding together on Christmas Eve, and then they had hot chocolate and toast, and then the kids went back to bed. (laughs) And the next morning when the kids got up and saw that there were hardly any gifts under the tree, they didn't Mm -hmm. care at all. They just wanted to go sledding again. And they said this was the best Christmas ever. And then it became their family tradition that every year, as long as there's some snow, they go sledding on Christmas Eve. (laughs) That's a beautiful story. And who can say that Santa don't exist, huh? <laughs> exactly, because they have no idea how those sleds got there leaning against their car at Christmas Eve. So you're right. Santa probably flew by and dropped them off. There you go, the spirit of ho, ho, ho. <laughs> chapter 5, Gratitude and Grace is the chapter title, and the story is Wonderful, Remembering by Cass Winwood. Wingood. I don't know what was going on with me or what was going on with my editors who picked stories, but we had so many <laughs> stories from moms who needed a little help and were yeah. really scraping by on Christmas. And so Cass Wingood, who has six children, said that she was in financial distress. Mm-hmm. And most years she got help from Toys for Tots, which is great. Right. And um, she said that even though it was fabulous to get toys from Toys for Tots, she wanted to give her kids something that was from her. And one year, she literally had $5 available mm-hmm. to buy gifts for her six kids. So she went to Walmart, uh, where this book is on sale, where, you know, well, we love Walmart. Mm-hmm. They, they love our books, and we love, we love Walmart. Anyway, she went to Walmart. She bought marbles for her six kids. She had Mm -hmm. just enough money to buy six sets of marbles. So she wrapped them up. And when the kids opened their gifts, they loved all the ones that had come from Twice for Tots. But the marbles, Mm -hmm. not so much, not so impressed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But she thought, well, they don't get it. Like this is all, but they didn't realize. They thought all the gifts were from her, you know. They just thought that the marbles were like their least favorite of the gifts from her. But she started buying them marbles every single Christmas. And even when things got much better and the kids went off mm-hmm. to college on scholarships, she still bought them marbles. And, you know, it turned around where she started, they started expecting the marbles and wanting them. And <laughs> then she finally said, all right, I'm going to actually explain to them what these marbles mean. And she wrote them mm-hmm. a note about the origin of the marbles and how that was all she could afford mm-hmm. and the life lessons the truth from these marbles about, you know, like gratitude. And she, she kind of, kind of played off what the marbles look like. So she said, my life lessons are be transparent, 
stay well rounded, right? Because marbles are round. Stay grounded <laughs> because you put marbles on the floor. Always know who's in your circle because you put, you know how you do shoot a mm-hmm. circle. Always keep mm-hmm. your shooter close. Don't like, don't let life make you lose your marbles. She'd had that. Mm-hmm. But her kids know that these marbles represent where her where their mom used to be and how far she's come. And so I thought mm-hmm. that was really nice. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great reminder for her kids and herself for how they were just scraping by and now things are better and, you know, the resilience of their mom and how she's managed through all of these years. So true. That's why we're having this conversation on From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio, the wisdom and the recipes for living life. (laughs) Chapter 6. Holiday, I mean, Chapter 6, let's see here. Home made holidays and this is a wonderful wonderful chapter i love this chapter very much and the first story that i really like is christmas with a new family by bobby jean bonnie jean falcon so a lot of people are having christmas with blended families Mm -hmm. and that can be tough especially in the early years because you might have two different groups of kids coming together when their parents marry and the kids come from different Christmas traditions and you hear about people putting up two trees or, you know, you have to kind of meld meld together the Christmas traditions. And so the first Christmas after Bonnie married her husband, her 12-year-old stepdaughter came to live with them. And as Christmas approached, Bonnie started to hear things like, we used to do this, we used to do that. And from her husband also, that you know, the traditions mm-hmm. he had had with his first wife. So, you know, her husband said, we used to make breakfast pizza and cheesy potatoes on Christmas <laughs> morning. So she was feeling a lot of pressure to create the Christmas that her husband and his family used to have. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit hurtful because she was like, well, we could create some new traditions with me, your new wife. But anyway, right. she was trying to make it work. But it was hard because as, as Bonnie was pulling out Christmas ornaments, her stepdaughter, who said she loved ornaments, was getting quieter and quieter. And the problem was that none of these ornaments had anything to do with her stepdaughter's prior home. Yeah, And so... Bonnie said to her husband, I'm taking her to the store. And they went to the store and she said to her stepdaughter, I can't bring back the past or I can't replicate your traditions, Mm -hmm. but we can go and get you some new ornaments that you pick out. And so they did that together. And then Bonnie made new Christmas stockings for everyone in the family so that everybody would have matching Mm -hmm. stockings. And she also learned how to make the Christmas cookies that her husband and stepdaughter liked so much. And she's even making them those cheesy potatoes now on Christmas morning. (laughs) So, you know, she learned how to do that stuff and recreate Christmas traditions that they love because kids care so much about those Christmas traditions. And you don't even realize how important they are until you try to take one of them away. Right, right. And this is what it's all about is that, Christmas time is a time of introspection and looking back and celebrating those wonderful times. And so this is just a beautiful story. What is your favorite story in this chapter? Well, 
I really loved um, the, another story in the homemade holidays mm-hmm. chapter because it's about a child understanding how hard her parents worked. Like mm-hmm. She didn't understand that when she was a kid, and that's the kind of appreciation. You get that appreciation when your kids are right. older or even when they become right. parents themselves. And yeah. it's good for parents to read these stories to know, okay, they're not appreciating me right now, but they will later. So I'll just do what I'm doing now, knowing the appreciation will come in 10 years, 20 years. So Debbie Ashley writes about the fact that she woke up one Christmas Eve in the middle of the night and she went downstairs and she saw her dad sitting in the middle of the family room floor and he was surrounded by these large pieces of fabric and these strange looking pieces of foam and he had tools and he was so surprised to see her and he tried to cover up what he was doing and he said, you know, go back to bed. So mm-hmm. She went back to bed and then ran back down Christmas morning at the correct time and was really excited because there was all this Barbie doll stuff. She and her sister were huge mm-hmm. Barbie doll fans and they had like the Barbie doll camper and all kinds of stuff. In fact, their whole family room was set up like a Barbie world with a house and a store and a school and a parking spot for the Barbie doll camper. And this Christmas morning, they opened up this large box and it contained furniture for their Barbie dolls. And it wasn't until a few years later, as Debbie was pulling out the Barbie furniture to play with it again, that she had this foggy memory of surprising her dad on that Christmas Eve years before. And she looked at the furniture and all of a sudden she realized, wait, this must have been the pieces of foam and the fabric that all turned into this (laughs) furniture. But it hadn't occurred to her that morning when she was really young. And that was when she realized that a lot of gifts are labors of love and Mm -hmm. the products of what might have been very small bank balances at the time, you know, <laughs> small bank balances, but hearts that were overflowing with love and did some right. really hard work to make Christmas magical. So right. she, she says, I still love that furniture. I've saved it for over 40 years. And my mm-hmm. daughter, who's now a freshman in college, played with that same furniture for her Barbie dolls. And now it's mm-hmm. safely stored away for my grandchildren. And so I thought, you see, the parents do get, credit eventually even if it takes mm-hmm. a long time mm-hmm. it's a beautiful story i mean it takes so much more effort and love like you mentioned to make something from scratch in a way and of course it might be pieces that uh, that you may have ordered but you still have to put it together because each time when you do that it's something special that you put into it rather than just buy something ready-made and just wrap it up <laughs> Oh, gosh, putting things together. We yeah. just, <laughs> my husband and I just put together a stroller, a high chair, and mm-hmm. a crib. Mm-hmm. It took us two hours to put all three of them together, you know, for our grandchildren yeah. when, when they do yeah. come. Um, yeah. yeah, it's hard to put stuff together. We were, <laughs> we were having so much trouble with the direction. What I like about this chapter again is just that spirit of you know doing it yourself and making things happen and ideas especially during this time of the year for this year homemade holidays and the story that i really like in this chapter 
is Kiss the Cook. What can I say from my mama's kitchen, right? Kiss the Cook. Connie by Connie Pombo. Yeah, so Connie writes for us a lot. She always has great <laughs> stories. And this story is about a Christmas a long time ago when she and her husband had just moved back to the States after spending six years in Italy. And they had very little money after this move. So they could barely cover their necessities. That summer, Connie planted zucchini. And then, as happens with zucchini, they started having zucchini at every meal, right? (laughs) She was baking zucchini bread and pasta with zucchini. Everything was with zucchini. And they really didn't have money for Christmas gifts that year. So she decided she would bake zucchini bread for everyone on their list. And then she decided she would also do some cross-stitching and she would make a little kiss the cook sign for each family to hang in their kitchens. And she made these samplers. It took her two months to make 10 of these Mm -hmm. cross-stitch samplers. Mm -hmm. And she made each of them match the color scheme of the particular family member whose kitchen it was going to. Mm -hmm. But she was still kind of panic-stricken about it because her husband's family did Christmas big. Lots of fancy Mm -hmm. gifts. Mm -hmm. The tree would be so so surrounded by gifts that they'd be spilling down the hallway like a corridor mm-hmm. of gifts leading to the tree. And when her mother-in-law opened the gift, she looked so surprised. And Connie was a little nervous. And her mother-in-law said, <laughs> you made this? And when Connie nodded her head, yes, her mother-in-law looked absolutely thrilled. And that was mm-hmm. just a great lesson. It doesn't matter how fancy you think you know, the recipients of your gifts are. They are going to love those homemade gifts. They understand all of the love and time that you put into them. That's right. That's so true. That's what it's all about for this holiday season. You're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, Mixcloud, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hop Hopper. My guest is Amy Newmark, the Publisher and Editor-in-Chief for Chicken Soup for the Soul. We're having a conversation about their latest release, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Christmas is in the Air, 101 stories about the most wonderful time of the year to officially kick off this holiday season. I'm your host, Johnny Tan. Amy, Chapter 7, this is really cool, Holiday Hijinks, The Convert by Bobby Jensen Lip. Yes, she's funny. Bobby's really (laughs) funny. She writes for us a lot, and she's talking about this pranking that she and her daughter basically do with each other. And so Mm -hmm. this story is about a dreaded fruitcake. And I know that some people like fruitcake, like my husband, (laughs) he actually likes fruitcake and those like weird greenish yellow things that are in them. So you can see Mm -hmm. how I feel about it, but he really (laughs) loves them. In fact, I should go and order him a fruitcake right now for this year. Um, And Bobby said she tried, her husband liked it, but she didn't. She kept trying and trying to like it. But anyway, her husband liked it, so they did receive them as gifts. And one year, and this is 23 years ago, they received three different fruitcakes. So Bobby put one in the freezer and just forgot about it until Mm -hmm. two years later, they were going to visit their daughter, Rocky, who also hates fruitcake. (laughs) <laughs> and they decided to bring this frozen two-year-old fruitcake as a joke and bury it in Rocky's freezer. And so they did that because this was a family that always played pranks on each other. Like 
Mm-hmm. Like Bobby and her husband one time had put plastic flamingos all over her daughter's lawn because her daughter and her daughter's husband took such great pride in their large, perfectly green lawn. So they covered it with flamingos. And then Bobby and her husband went on vacation and came home and found all the flamingos in their bed when they got home from their vacation. <laughs> so anyway, they took this, they took this fruitcake there and that fruitcake she put in their uh, freezer in 1999. <laughs> and in 2006, that fruitcake was found. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? And so the fruitcake <laughs> then came back to Bobby's house. That fruitcake went back and forth between their houses over 23 years with them sneaking it into each other's freezer. You know, every few years, the fruitcake would move again, even though now... Bobby lives up in Oregon, and her daughter lives in California, so she's putting that frozen fruitcake in her suitcase, suitcase and bringing it on a plane to her daughter. And so um, Bobby says she doesn't know when it's going to reappear. The last time she saw the fruitcake was 2013 when the fruitcake was already 16 years old, but it, mm-hmm. it's still out there, and she's pretty sure it's going to turn up again. Uh, that's funny. It really is. You know, when the first time when I got to the United States and celebrated my first Christmas, several Christmas, I love fruitcake myself. And but what happened was the first several fruitcakes that I ate, after a while I got like drunk because it got uh, alcohol in it. You know, when I say drunk, it's in like I get a headache. And then I realized that there's some fruitcakes that don't have that. Oh, yeah, and I think if you bake it, then the alcohol goes away. But if you pour it in after it's baked, then you're actually getting the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, but I love the entire ingredient, you know, and and so I love that. And it's like, man, I'm getting this little headache. (laughs) And and I'm not talking about just eating one slice now. I'm talking about eating half of that loaf of fruitcake. (laughs) I know. I think they should put a big warning on it. I mean, sometimes you don't know you're consuming alcohol. I remember years ago I was at a business dinner in New York City at this fancy Uh restaurant, and I ordered a cappuccino, you know, at Uh dessert, and I drank this cappuccino. It was delicious. And then I got in my car, Mm -hmm. and I drove an hour home from New York to the suburbs, and I wasn't (laughs) driving well. And I thought, wow, I must be really (laughs) tired. I am not driving well. And then I didn't think about it. I got home. Everything was okay, even though I didn't feel like I had driven very well. Years later, I went back to that restaurant, actually read the menu, and what they called a cappuccino Mm. was actually a dessert drink that had alcohol in it, but it was just called a cappuccino. And when the captain had said, you know, would you like a cappuccino, senora, I said, Yes, I would. And I had no idea I was ordering an alcoholic <laughs> beverage and then driving an hour home from New York City on the highway. Oh, so, man. Yeah, it's better to have a little warning. <laughs> That's crazy. That's really, really terrible. Uh, chapter 8, Perfect Gift, Just Right by Sue Mitchell. This is a wonderful story. Oh, this is so cute and has such a good message in it about mm-hmm. adopting mm-hmm dogs and cats from shelters. So Sue really, really, really wanted a cat. You know, and she kept promising her mom she would take care of the cat if she got one. She would feed it and brush it and be totally responsible. (laughs) 
So finally, one Christmas morning, she found this enormous box waiting for her, and it contained cat litter and a tray for the cat litter and boxes of cat food and a food bowl and a water dish and a sparkly cat collar with a jingle bell and a stocking filled with cat toys and even a grooming kit so she could brush the cat the way she promised. And there was Mm -hmm. even a cat bed, but there was no cat. And so she started to cry. And then her mom said, no, 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 there's a note from Santa. And the note explained that Santa couldn't put the cat in his sack because that Mm -hmm. would be too scary for the cat. But the cat would be waiting for her at the shelter and she would recognize the cat. Mm -hmm. And so she should go to the shelter and the cat would be there waiting for her. And she'd be able to tell which one it was. And so she went to the shelter the day after Christmas. And noticed there were a lot of children there. So apparently Santa had told a lot of kids to go there to get their cat. And Sue's cat was very obvious. He was this older cat who was cower- he was cowering at the back of his enclosure and he was hissing at anyone who came <laughs> near him. But when Sue sat down in front of the enclosure, came out and just jumped into her lap and began to purr. And so she knew, oh, so Santa was right. This cat chose me. This was the cat that Santa <laughs> wanted me to pick, which is a great lesson. You know how you go to the shelter and the cat or dog really does pick you, you know, mm-hmm. and her parents knew that. Her mm-hmm. parents knew that. So Santa was able to write that on the note that the cat would pick her. So, you know, terrific idea. Um, shelter cat or dog as a Christmas gift this year. You know, we, they, yeah. they always need to be rehomed it's a wonderful thing to do right right so true well you know it's that's a just wonderful because actually the child direct everything right because you're preparing for the gift and then you pick up the gift yeah and the cat picked the little girl <laughs> so they were perfect for each other it's beautiful just beautiful what's your favorite story for chapter nine this idea that it takes a village and in chapter nine we talk about mm-hmm. people who needed some help from their neighbors at Christmas time and mm-hmm. here's a situation that we don't all think about although I'm sure it's something that you think about because you yes. moved mm-hmm. to the U.S. as an adult and so this is by a woman named Anita, um, Anita Jagannath who moved um, from Asia to Chicago and moved you know in like the fall, I guess. So the first winter in Chicago was such a shock to them with the gray skies and mm-hmm. the cold and the snow and having to then drive on slippery roads. And they were so homesick and they thought, we don't really know how to handle this. And then they saw that people were decorating for Christmas and they didn't know how to do that. They had no idea. And their little daughter said, well, I want a Christmas tree. Everyone else has a Christmas tree. Well, they didn't even know where you would get a Christmas tree. They started wandering around (laughs) trying to figure out, like, where does one get a Christmas tree? And, of course, (laughs) how would you know where one would get a Christmas tree, right? Right. So they finally found a place that sold trees, but then they realized, oh, our car is too small. So they were going to (laughs) start, like, lugging the tree home in their arms. And then one of their neighbors who had seen them had a truck, and he gave them a ride home with their tree. So that was their first neighbor who helped them. So then they put the tree up in their living room, but then they realized, wait, we need lights. So they went back to the place where they got the tree and the storekeeper explained to them about the lights (laughs) and told them how to do it. 
They did that, and then they realized, wait, we need ornaments. So then <laughs> um, Amita saw one of her neighbors shoveling snow, and she went out to talk to her, and she said, hello, neighbor. I'm Amita. I'm new. Where does one buy Christmas tree ornaments? Because, of course, if you were new and you came from Asia, you would have no right. idea. And so eventually, with the help of their neighbors, they got their whole Christmas tree put together, and they discovered something we all know which is that during those dark, cold days of winter, having that brightly lit Christmas tree really does make you feel good, right? It really Mm -hmm. livens Mm -hmm. things up and makes that dark go away. And so they put up a tree every year since, and she said the winters are still gray and dark, but that Christmas tree still outshines it all every year. And uh, she's just very grateful for the help she got from her neighbors and the lesson and how to make Christmas time <laughs> feel so much warmer. <laughs> That's a beautiful story for me. Thank goodness. I mean, my host family in Baton Rouge and also my foster family up in Papa Bluff, Missouri. I mean, they take care of everything. All I have to do is show up and eat the wonderful, delicious food. Thank goodness. <laughs> And I bet you really got into their traditions and started to adopt their traditions as your own, right? Because every family oh, has definitely. their really fun traditions. Yes, yes, definitely. It was so much fun because as a child growing up in Malaysia, uh, you know, like you watched all the Christmas stories, right? So I'm like so excited when I was 18. It's like, oh, great. Now I can be in the movie, you know? <laughs> Right. With the family. So that was great. That was a wonderful, wonderful experience. Chapter 10, Treasured Traditions, The Santa Collection by Teresa Brent. Wonderful story to close up the book. Yeah, so this is a good example of how much kids love tradition because Teresa Brandt was newly divorced. And she had had a tradition with her ex-husband. And the tradition had started, you know, even before the kids were born. Each year, she and her husband had picked out one Santa, you know, and all different kinds of Santas over the years. Mm-hmm. But they picked out one each year, and then they had a display. They had shelves where they would put the Santas out each holiday season. And she thought, well, I'm not married to my husband anymore, so we're not going to pick out a Santa, so we <laughs> won't do that anymore. But the kids said, no, this is part of our Christmas. We want this to continue And so when they were at the mall, they said, we want to buy a new Santa. And Teresa said, well, we can't afford it this year. And the kids offered to pay for it with their own money. So Teresa bought them a little Santa, and they were so happy. And then when they got home, they unpacked the whole past collection of Santas and put them on display. And Teresa said it was hard for her because she really felt like it was a reminder that she wasn't with her ex-husband anymore. But then Mm -hmm. she said, as they continued doing it each year, it became easier, and now they became the Santas that her boys had picked out instead. Right. And she said, even though the kids are grown now, they still fight over who gets to put the Santas out on the shelf every <laughs> holiday season. So it's so funny, but kids, they could be 35 years old, they still want to do those Christmas traditions the exact mm-hmm. same way they did them when they were little kids. It's a beautiful story because it triggers the love bonding that one has with the mom it makes a big difference yeah and just shows the kids are really sentimental you know they Mm -hmm. love all this stuff and they Mm -hmm. might not let you know but 
they really do love all of this stuff. And um, that's why it's important to keep as many traditions going as you can, because they won't admit it necessarily, but they really do want it. <laughs> so true. So true. Are there other chicken soup products that will make wonderful gifts for the holiday season as well? Well, I talked about some of our latest books. I mean, mm-hmm. I love the fact that when you give somebody a book, it's a gift that they open over and over again. And Mm -hmm. I love the fact that our books have 101 stories in them because you can just, you know, read one, put it down, read another, put it down. Um, And I know I sometimes say this on your show and people might think, what? But (laughs) I always say to women, if you want your husbands or sons to read a chicken soup book, just put it in the bathroom. So believe it or not, this morning, Johnny, my husband said to me, I really love that story about the guy who put too much garlic in the food. And I said, have you been reading Laughter is the Best Medicine? He said, yeah, you left uh-huh. it in the bathroom. Well, I completely forgot I had done that for him. And so he was reading a story from this year with this book called Laughter is the Best Medicine, which you'll still mm-hmm. see at Walmart and other stores, and it's Mm -hmm. just 101 super funny stories, and they're Mm -hmm. short, and he had just read a story in there about this guy who decided he was going to cook for his wife, and he read the recipe, and it said something about um, two cloves of garlic. Mm -hmm. So you know what a garlic looks like. It's this round thing that has multiple cloves on it. There's probably 20 cloves on it. He used an entire head of garlic with all 20 cloves, Mm-hmm. And then thought, well, that seems like enough garlic. I'm not going to do two of those. So luckily he stopped. But his wife had to eat a very garlicky dish. And my husband loved that. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so we have a lot of fun books out there. And mm-hmm. we have our Magic of Cats and Magic of Dogs books, which are wonderful mm-hmm. for people who love their pets. We have this very cool book called Listen to Your Dreams that you and I talked about in the past, which is right. all about how your subconscious like tell you great advice in your dreams. So that's another great idea. And then of course, you know, we have our chicken soup for the soul pet treats. We actually have treats for dogs that make great stocking stuffers for everybody's pets. Wonderful. That's really fantastic. What can we expect from you guys for 2021? We have a really strong title list coming up next year. Mm-hmm. Our Miracles and Divine Intervention book is coming out in January. And then in February, a really important topic, and we've never done this topic before. We're doing a book about making me time. You know, how you need to make right. time right. for yourself mm-hmm. each day and just engage in self-care. We're also doing a book that's coming out June 1st called I'm Speaking Now. Black women share 101 stories of they share their truth in 101 stories of courage and hope um, and love. And so I'm really excited about that book. So we have a lot of really cool things coming out in 2021. I'm really looking forward to talking to you about those as we go through 2021. Um, so that's what's happening. Um, Fantastic. Another thing that is, another thing that's very cool is we do have this, um, company called crackle that we own which is mm-hmm. a very popular streaming service free movies mm-hmm. and tv and we have a lot of christmas movies now on crackle so if you're looking mm-hmm. for a christmas movie 
for adults or kids, if you go to crackle.com, you'll see a whole bunch of great Christmas shows that you can watch for free. Fantastic. That is wonderful. As we close the show, what wonderful recipes for living would you like to share with our listeners this morning? Well, I made a list of tips that I derived from Chicken Soup for the Soul Christmases in the Air, and I think they're Mm -hmm. very appropriate for this year. So my first tip is you can make a Christmas tree however you want. You know, like I might make my hibiscus tree into a Christmas tree this year, but you can decorate any tree you want and make that your Christmas tree. Um, Second tip is if you see a need, go ahead and fill it. You know, if you see somebody who needs something, yeah, and you can afford to do it, do it, because they will so appreciate it, and you'll feel so great. And then the third thing is, as you're working really, really hard for Christmas, getting the gifts and everything, remember you're doing it because you love all of those people, and you're so grateful to have them in your life, and so you can reposition all the work you have to do as something that's a privilege instead of a chore. Mm -hmm. And then my fourth tip would be, Get creative. Even those people who say they don't want anything, maybe there's an amazing photo of your child with his beloved grandmother, and you could frame that photo. I mean, whatever it is, get creative. There's something you can, you can make for everybody. And then finally, if you're not quite feeling the Christmas spirit yet, just relax. It will hit you at some point. I had a story about a woman who wasn't feeling it at all until her kids started singing Christmas carols in the middle of the grocery store as she was rushing around feeling really stressed. And her kids started singing, and then some of the other shoppers started singing, and all of a sudden the Christmas spirit hit her because you never know Mm -hmm. when it's going to hit you, but it will. That's true. Very, very true. Well, Amy, thank you for the great recipes, for living, and for spending this hour with me on From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me in two weeks. Tuesday morning, December 17. My guests will be Penelope Jean Hayes and Carol Serene Bogan. Penelope is the foremost leader in the field of contagious and osmotic energy known as virulinology. Carol has a gift of as a channeler and medium and of communicating directly with spirit messenger. Together, they co-authored a book titled Do Unto do unto earth, it's not too late. Penelope, Carol, and I will be having a conversation about their remarkable life's journey and their collaborative work in guiding us repair our damaged planet Earth. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to FromMyMama'sKitchenTalkRadio.com. Thank you for listening and have a very blessed week. As always, Amy, it's been a true pleasure. A very happy Thanksgiving to you and your family and everyone at Chicken Soup. Thank you again and have a blessed day. Thanks so much, Johnny. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.